Blog Talk Radio.
now. Welcome to our Saturday night broadcast of Prayer International Radio. I am your co-host, Sean Holmberg, along with Christopher Herzog. Uh, and we want to welcome you to the broadcast. Um, we're running a little bit late tonight because um, we normally start at 10. And there's actually a funny story about that. Um, me and Chris, um, we pretty much do this broadcast seven nights a week. Um, in the beginning, it started out as 30 minutes and then an hour, and then it moved up to the two hours it is now. And originally, we started just a couple nights a week, and then it ended up being seven nights a week because we realized that no matter what time we did it, there's always people out there who need prayer, and there's always people out there who are seeking Jesus 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And if we could do this 24 hours a day, we would. And the Lord willing, sooner or later, we'll have enough intercessors that we can keep this going 24 hours a day. And so me and Chris, because it does wear you out after a little while, every night of the week, um, two hours. And so we thought, like yesterday, we talked about maybe just doing it Monday through Friday or cutting it back and not doing the weekends and or saving the weekends just for guests. And then tonight, um, an hour ago or so, all of a sudden I was like, you know what, I got to do it because um, someone's going to be out there. Um, whether they're in the chat room or wherever, there's going to be someone out there who's listening. And especially now that we have um, people listening, and I don't even remember how many countries um, people come to our website. Um, and it's it's really, really not about either me or Chris. It's about the Holy Spirit, and it's about Jesus Christ and Him alone. And so I decided to do it. And then so I scheduled the broadcast for an hour, and then, to go from 10 to 11, and then I talked to Chris, because he called, and I told him, and he's like, I thought we weren't doing it, and I'm like, well, um, I just felt like I needed to, and he's like, that's fine, because I was going to get on at 11 anyway, and so I had to, like, reschedule the broadcast and put it back to the way it originally was, but by then, 10 o'clock had hit, so the blog talk um, software wouldn't let me start at 10, so we're starting at 10.30. Um, and, you know, it reminds me, um, the disciples and that followed Jesus in, at, in the book of Acts after Jesus had been resurrected and to the Father, um, they were all in one accord in one place. And at one point, they were um, dividing up ministry assignments to people. And one thing, a phrase they used was they said, it seemed good to us and the Holy Spirit. Because to them, as it should be to us, the Holy Spirit is just as much a part of our lives as anybody else. Just as close, just as much of a friend, just as much of a counselor and a guide as anybody else. And, you know, Jesus said um, that he was the good shepherd and he leads us um, and the voice of a stranger we wouldn't follow. And, you know, in the Psalm of David, he said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me beside still waters and green pastures. Well, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit is our guide. He is, <clears throat> excuse me, he is the <sighs> companion we have. His, Jesus said that it's to our advantage that he went back to the Father. Because if he didn't, he couldn't have sent us the Holy Spirit, the Rock HaKodesh. And, you know, 
part of something I wanted to talk about tonight um, is about that. Um, so, anyway, in this broadcast um, tonight, every night, um, we we try attempt to be as sensitive as we can to the leadings of the Holy Spirit. And we don't have much of an itinerary when they, we do these shows. We don't have any planned um, anything. We may have a few verses that we think of beforehand. Um, there may be something on our hearts or our minds throughout the day. But um, seven nights a week, we don't really come up with seven seven different messages. We pretty much start the show and let the Holy Spirit take over from there. And whatever the Father wants to deal with the broadcast, it's his broadcast and he can do whatever he wants. Um, and we're just his vessels. And um, the same with all you. Because, um, you know, a big part of the show is the intercession and the prayer and us interceding for the nations, interceding on behalf of you, the audience who listens to us every night. Um, and it's amazing because um, the Bible says that the disciples went out and preach the word, and the Holy Spirit confirmed the word with sign, was following, confirming the words with signs and wonders. And so, um, and that's pretty much why we're here. We're here to preach the word of the word of the Lord, um, to preach Jesus Christ above everything else. Um, we tell a lot of stories about our own lives and our interactions with Him, but our only message in the long run that you'll ever hear is Jesus Christ and him crucified and him resurrected and the blood of Jesus and a relationship with God the Father, not through our own works and our own actions, but through the grace and the love of the Father with which he has reconciled the world to himself or as many who believe on him and choose to place their trust in him. And... um so here's a little tangent we're going to go off on to start it off with. Um, and it's about, um, you know, I've listened in my time as a Christian for the last however many years it's been, I've listened to a lot of messages and studied the Bible um, a lot. And we talked for the last couple of days about, off and on about the rapture, because I guess there was some guy today over the last couple of weeks, he declared it was declaring in the United States that the rapture was supposed to happen sometime around four o'clock today. Well, it didn't happen because um, I'm still here, and um, you are all still here. And um, but I mean, we know it's not true because the Bible says it. And Jesus Himself declared that no one knows the date or the hour, not even the angels in heaven. Only the Father Himself knows. And, you know, we can trust the word of Jesus above what anybody else said. And he even said, you know, at the end times, many people will come and they'll say a whole bunch of things. And there's always going to be doctrines that come up and people claiming one thing or another or claiming they have some new revelation. Um, and men are always, um, we as humans in general, always want to know everything, even things that's none of our business to know and some things we can't know. Um, but... The Bible declares that no one knows the, the the mind of the Father except the Spirit of the Father, and the Holy Spirit declares the the, the the things of the Father to us. Not everything, and there's a lot of things God will never explain to us until we um, are dead in an eternity. And then there's a lot of things that we may not understand now that He'll probably explain to us. Um, 
as far as times and seasons and the ways reasons certain things happen. But, you know, it's not our job to know everything, but it is our job, as according to the Bible, to study to show ourselves approved. Because when various doctrines come about, if we don't know what the Word of God declares, then we'll believe what anybody says. And so something that I thought about last night after I got off the broadcast, um, I was talking to, to my friend who were over, and it's like, you know, a, a lot of people declare, because they say Revelation, and they declare that um, because they go, there's a verse in Daniel that talks about the abomination of desolation, and they equate that to the Antichrist um, sitting in the temple and declaring himself to be God. And the Jewish people believe that he's coming and are attempting to build a temple. Um, whether you realize it or not, or if you've ever heard this, it's actually true that um, in Israel, they actually have, because I have a lot of friends who are um, Messianic Jewish and Israeli, and, and you know, in Israel, they're still expecting to be able to build this third temple because the first two were destroyed and they're planning on building a third one. And so they've already have schools for priests to teach them the, the Rabbanic priesthood, um, golden candlesticks, all the furnishings for the temple they've already begun preparation for for year, years now, um, waiting for that time when they can build a third temple. Unfortunately, they can't build the third temple because the third temple would have to be built um, on top of the old temple, which is supposedly on the, where, the exact place where the Muslim holy place of Doma Rock sits. And so a lot of people who are... Um, revelation scholars and end time scholars um, will always tell you that um, before the end time can come and before the rapture or whatever that this um, third temple has to be built so the antichrist can sit in it well you know something that occurred to me last night after the broadcast is that you know it's not necessarily true because you know the bible declares um, and he even said this God said this to one someone in the old testament he said what is the house that you will build for me since my hands have built all things. And what is the house that can contain the Father who is above everything, who created everything, um, whose presence fills everything? And what house could we possibly build for him? And, you know, in the old days there was a temple, and it started with Moses and the children of Israel constructing tents for the presence of God, and then there was a physical temple with a holy place behind a curtain that only a single priest could go in once a year to offer a sacrifice for the sins of the people. Well, then Jesus came, died on the cross, and while he was on the cross, the veil of the temple was torn in two, declaring that we have access to the Father. And in Hebrews, the book of Hebrews goes into it a lot about how we have access through Jesus Christ into the holy place. And we don't need a, some priest or some man to go in once a year before the Father because we all have open access to the Father. And, you know, we're never going to bash anybody's beliefs or anybody's religions. I mean, we can discuss them off and on. But, you know, one thing I never personally understood about religion, some religions like Catholicism is – and I'm not saying this to offend you if you're Catholic, but one thing I've never understood is the need to have, to confess your sins to, I mean, the Bible says confess your sins to one another, but and, but theoretically the only person that can forgive us is Jesus Christ because his blood has already done that. And Jesus even said that we can go to the Father 
um, ourselves, and we have open access to the Bible so to come boldly to the throne of grace in which we're accepted in a time of need. And we have open access to the Father because we've been reconciled to him through the blood of Jesus Christ. Well, the Bible declares that we are, I'll read it, it's actually um, Ephesians, let me see, where is it at? Actually, I'll start, it's Ephesians chapter 2, and I'll start at verse 19. It says, or actually verse 14, it says, For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he's talking about the um, difference between um, the um, Israelites and the Gentiles. And he said, And he came and preached peace to you who are far off and to those who are near. For through him, Jesus, we both have access by one Holy Spirit to the Father. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are also being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. And, you know, the Father is raising up a bride for his Son. And we're, we're considered the bride of Christ and the temple of the Holy Spirit. Um, even Paul said later on that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, a dwelling place for God and the Spirit. And there's no necessarily need for anybody to build a temple because we become the temple for the dwelling place of God, for the presence of the Holy Spirit to inhabit is us, the body of Christ, the church. And, you know, so if people are waiting for a new temple to be built, you can look no, you don't have to look any further than the church of the living God. Um, because the Father desires to have it, inhabit us now and to and his presence to be with us as opposed to the Old Testament where they had to follow from far off. Well, we don't have to be far off from the Father now because we've been reconciled to God through the blood of Jesus. And the Bible declares, Jesus said, or that Jesus has forever perfected those who are being sanctified. And it says in Ephesians, or Maybe it's not Ephesians. Well, it says that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so, and you know, the whole thought that um, there will have to be an Antichrist who sits in the temple. Well, if you consider that we are the temple of the living God, we are a dwelling place of God in the spirit, and we are this the temple, and there doesn't need to be another one built. Well, if the Antichrist is going to sit in the temple and declare himself to be God, well, you can look around right now and see that happening every day because there are so many different um, doctrines and so many different things out there where men have become have started to idolize so many things outside of Jesus Christ. And um, so, you know... <sighs> The Bible says that in the end times there will be various doctrines and that we have to be careful 
that we're not swept away with them and carried about. And that's why the Bible in James says that we need to make sure we're not double-minded. And, you know, that's why we were talking about last night and every night about being rooted and grounded in the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because then, if we're rooted and grounded in his truth, then we won't be deceived by the enemy when he comes. Because we'll know him and we'll know his character. We'll know what he says. We'll know what Jesus says. You know, because the enemy knows the Bible. He he knows it better than we do. He's read it more than we have. He's lived through most of the history of it. And, you know, so he's always going to take the word of God and twist it and deceive it and change it so we can be deceived. And if we don't know what his word says, then when he comes and tries to pervert the word of God, we will have no defense because we won't know him. We won't know how to recognize the voice of the enemy from the voice of the Father, from the true voice of the Father. And so um, so if you think about it, um, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Um, so I just figured I'd point that out since the rapture was supposed to happen today and it didn't. Um, and um, so, and you know, something else I thought about, because... All of us want to be in the presence of Jesus. All of us want to be able to stand before the uncreated Father. And we will. All of us who've placed our trust in him. But sometimes I, I, I hope, if there's a rapture, that it happens a long time from now, way after I'm gone, um, that I live to be 100 years old, and it happens after that. Because... You know, the Bible declares that he's long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, that all should come to repentance. And, you know, I remember when I was a kid, um, I think a year or two after I first got saved, I had this dream that I was standing somewhere on a street corner and um, the rapture started happening. And I started to, like, started to slowly drift up in the air and there was all these people around me trying to cling on to me, and I was trying to reach around and grab all these people. And, you know, it makes me realize that when I go out to the store, like I did tonight, I look around, and I went to Walmart, and, you know, there was hundreds of people there, of men, women, children, hundreds and hundreds of people. And, you know, how many of these people actually know him? How many of these people actually have a relationship with them? How many of these people know that Jesus loves them and that he died for them? And if they've heard it, how many of them have placed their trust in him? And if you think about that's one store, and you think about your cities and the state you live in and or the country you live in, or whether it's the United States or Australia or um, or Africa or anywhere like that, you know, there's so many people out there who've never experienced what it's like to have a relationship with them because either they've never been told they could, they've never experienced it, um, or no one's ever said anything to them. And so the longer it takes, the better. Um, you know, Paul said, um, he said, I have a desire to depart and be with, he said, I'm hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with the Lord. But to stay in the flesh is more needful for you. And so, you know, the longer, the quicker that I get to stand before Jesus, the better. But the longer 
it happen from now until that happens is even more better because you know there are so many people who've never experienced what I've got to experience which is to know Jesus and you know it sounds weird to say it it really does um but to me he's more real and the holy spirit is more real than even my closest friends because you know i've known him my entire life it seems ever since i was a young kid and it didn't come by listening to messages and it didn't come by being in church even though i've been in church it came from having a real relationship with him which wasn't all pretty it wasn't like what you would normally expect from a kid growing up who is a christian um there was good times and there was bad times um there i mean there was times i fell away from him stopped listening to him stopped praying and then there was times i wasn't there was times when the only friend i had was him and so the only person i had to talk to was jesus and so my relationship with god was built as a real relationship getting to know him through life and everyday life and to the fact is of having a relationship with the living god and and it's hard to explain in, in a little uh, in a way if you've never if you've never had a relationship with him and you have to start somewhere um and i tell people all the time um about prayer is that you know, prayer isn't a formula. Prayer isn't um, where you have to spend five minutes or ten minutes or you have to say this word or this word or this word. Prayer is literally just communication with, the, with, him, with God. I mean, it's opening up your heart. It's being honest with him. Because if you're in a relationship, I can tell you with my wife, if we don't have communication, I mean, our house is crazy. If... Um, and we become distant if we stop talking to each other, if we start telling each other about what's going on, um, we start losing the communication and the trust that we have with each other is that we can tell each other anything. And, you know, our relationship with Jesus is the same way. Um, he may already know what we're feeling like and he may already know how we feel, but part of having a relationship is having the open communication with him. Um, and so... Um, one of the reasons I'm always going to talk about it over and over again about a relationship and spending time with him because you'll never realize the time that you have to spend with him the few minutes here and there the five minutes in the morning or the few minutes before you go to bed that you can mumble a few words to Jesus and how even though it may not seem like much if you don't have a lot of time you know sooner or later you'll look back and realize that you'll miss the time that you do have and you'll never be able to get it back. Um, uh, the reason I say that, um, you know, um, when I moved into my first apartment, um, I sort of freaked out because I'd never had my own place before, ever. And um, I'd always lived with someone. And um, when I got my own place, the first like two months, I went crazy. Um, I couldn't stand it because there was nobody around, and it was sort of freaking me out that I was all alone in this apartment. And I mean, it was great the Lord provided, and I had a nice apartment, and it's all mine and everything. But then just being there with nobody around, and then something changed because then I realized, wait, he's here. And so for the next couple months, 
I started to just talk to him and spend time with him, um, even when I was doing other things. Um, and I just realized that he's always there, even though I can't see him. The presence of, the, of God is always there. And so I started spending all my time with him, every free minute I could get. And it wasn't always me reading. It wasn't always worship, but it was always me with a relationship with him and having a, having conversations with him or just, you know what, sitting in the room knowing that he's right there with me. And then sooner or later I got a roommate and um, then ended up getting married later on. And then I look back at those months and months and months and months I had where it was just me and him. And, you know, as amazing as it is to be married, and and which I would never trade it for the world, and I would never trade having my wife. Because, you know, it says in, I believe that's Proverbs, it said, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And I definitely found that. But, you know, that time I had with him is was worth every minute of it. And to have time alone with him. Now that I'm, like, all grown up and have to work and do and have kids and everything else, you know, the time's less. And so the time becomes more valuable. So now if I'm driving in the car, now it's my time with Jesus. It's my time just to be alone with him and talk with him when I'm at the grocery store washing dishes or when I wake up first, like, an hour and a half before anybody else in the house. It's because I know at times that it's me and him again. I can go outside and it's me and him or whatever. And for your life, it's always going to be different. I mean, whatever time you have, wherever you can be, whether it's two minutes or five minutes or 30 minutes, um, you know, give it all to him as much as you can. And you develop an amazing relationship with him that way. And so, and then, then, you know, the best thing about that is then when all, and if you're spending time in this world, then when all these things come up in the news and people declare there's some disaster, oh, woe is us because the sky is falling, you can be like, okay, we'll let it fall because, you know, I know in whom I have believed. And if the world passes away, I'll be standing with him. And that's pretty much all that matters. Um, but um, like I said earlier, the longer that takes, the better because, um, there's a lot of people out there who really don't know that Jesus loves them, who really don't know that they can have a relationship with him. All they know is what they may see on TV and Christians. Um, and I hate to say this, but Christians out there in the world who don't really have the character of Jesus at times, who judge and who point fingers and um, are pretty hateful in their speech. And, you know, um, as far as I'm concerned, um, people in general don't need you to tell them what their sins are. They already know. I mean, the Bible says that our conscience accuses us or excuses us. And um, people know what they've done wrong. And they know um, that they're sinners. At least most people do. And they, what they really need is not for us to say, okay, you're going to hell even though it may be true. And there may, you know, maybe there's a time and a place to explain it to them, but what people really need more than anything is they need a love of Jesus. They need to know that Jesus loves them and that Jesus died for them. And I'm not saying that as we can give us a, give people an excuse for sin because sin is sin regardless. Um, but, 
you know, people need to know the love of Jesus, and they need to know that God died for them, and Jesus um, loves them no matter what they've ever done. And that nothing they've done surprises them. And there's, you know, Paul said, I, I think it's great, um, Paul said, me, me who am least of all the disciples. Um, because in Paul's opinion, um, before he got saved, I mean, he used to, like, persecute the church. He was trying to find Christians and kill them. And then he got saved, and he met Jesus, and his life got changed. And then he's like, hey, well, I'm the worst of all the disciples because of my old life. And, you know, all of us at times feel like that. But in his eyes, if you look in, if you look at your life through the eyes of the Father, it changes everything. Um you know, Jesus would first tell him about love, and then he would be like, go and send no more. But the first thing out of his mouth was love. And the first thing out of his mind, of his mouth, was telling him, you know what, I accept you, and I love you, and um, blah, blah, blah. So, um, just my point of view there. Um, anyway, our call-in number tonight, 619-638-8458. Um, this is Prayer International Radio. Got a chat room open if you want to jump in. If you need prayer, um, can't make it to a phone, our email address is prayerinternational at gmail.com. We'll take a really, really quick break, and we'll be back in just a minute.
welcome back to our broadcast. Um, I'm your co-host, Sean Holmberg, along with Chris Herzog. And Chris is around here somewhere. He's in the studio, which is actually his house. And my studio is theoretically my house. But um, anyway, um, our call-in number tonight, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for absolutely anything, give us a call. Um, And we definitely believe that prayer works because, I mean, we've seen it multiple times, not only in our own lives, but also, I mean, so far in this broadcast. And, you know, it's it's amazing to watch um, people um, pray and then to see God answer their prayers. I mean, sometimes quicker than um, you can even get the breath out and there's already been something happening. Um, so... I'm not sure where we should go tonight. Um, actually, maybe I do. Um, what's funny, um, I was conversing with someone um, recently about my past, and um, we were talking about relationships before the break. And, you know... trying to think where to start this. Um, There's a lot of knowledge out there. Let me just say that. There's a lot of different um, people out there who believe a lot of different things. And there always has been. There always will be. Um, That's never changed. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. And... You know, before the days of Noah, or in the days of Noah, before the flood, um, there was a lot of people doing a lot of different things to the point that um, pretty much everybody on the face of the planet, except for one man, um, according to the Bible, pretty much forgot about God. Stop talking about God. Stop thinking about God. Um, and became exceedingly wicked in their thoughts and intents. And the whole world became corrupt. Well, you know, it says in the end times, um, it'll be like the days of Noah, which is pretty much where we're at. And it's been that way for a while, and it's probably going to be like that for a while. Um, There's a lot of people out there who think that um, there's going to be a a lot of peace and everything else. And um, I don't think so. I really don't. I don't think that there's going to be a period where everybody's just going to start being all happy and everything else. And um, because, you know, even Jesus said, I mean, we talked about the rapture earlier and why today definitely was not the day. And, you know, Jesus said, you'll see earthquakes and wars and rumors of wars and people claiming that I'm, I'm here or there. And he said, you know, all this is just the beginning of sorrows. And, so if you're looking to the world for hope um, or the leaders of this world for hope, then your faith is possibly in the wrong place because the only hope there is is in Jesus. You know, um, many years ago um, when I was away from God, I um, I was actually um, a high priest and a couple of different forms of magic, and we won't actually go into that. But, you know, I learned that there's not a far enough place that you can go that you can escape him because he's always there. Um, 
It says in Psalms, it says, where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? Um, and it's true. There's nowhere you can go outside of his presence. Um, if you ever get to the point that you think that you're all alone in this world, you can probably look back and there's many places in the Bible where he said you're not. Um, he told Joshua, only be a strong, be strong and a good courage for I'm with you wherever you go. And, you know, it's true. We, um, in our lives, we go through a lot of stuff, but he never forsakes us. He, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And it's the one thing he tried to instill into the, into people since the very beginning, you know, Adam and Eve walking with God in the garden of Eden. And then afterwards, you know, Abraham going out into a place he had never been following the Lord and the Lord constantly showing him up and the Lord constantly reassuring him that he was there and that the Lord was going to bless him and fulfill his word in his life all the way through Noah and the Lord showing Noah his faithfulness um, and then showing him the covenant after they departed from the ark and then all the way through um, the prophets and everything else. Um, the Lord was constantly trying to reassure people that he's there and that he's not going to leave you nor forsake you then through the New Testament. And, you know, he's never changed and he's never going to change. Um, you know, Jesus said, I know those who are mine and the enemy can't snatch them away. And, uh, you know, he's, you know, and Jesus was trying to, I think in a way, Jesus was trying to instill that again when he said, you know, don't worry what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear. Um, for your father knows all the things you need before you even ask. And because he wanted us, to, you know, it's sort of like I talked about last night this, this story, um, in the Old Testament with the children of Israel um, going to the desert for 40 years and God providing food um, and then water from a rock. And, you know, because they didn't believe, they didn't understand. They kept seeing the signs. But even with the signs, they never got it. Even when the disciples would see signs, Jesus still had to warn them of the of the leaven of the um, Pharisees, because you can see the signs and still not get the reason for the signs, or you still not get the message from what the signs are about. And you know, Jesus said they don't they they come to me because they were filled, and you know, the signs are meant not just to be signs, but their signs, all the signs were meant to point to him and to explain that he is, number one, he's a provider and that he's faithful to perform his word in our lives and to perform the word that he's declared over our lives. And his very nature is a provider. And, you know, whatever your need is, whether you have a financial need or emotional need or a spiritual need or whether you, I mean, whether you know someone who needs prayer, you know, he is a provider, and it's part of his character. It's part of his very nature. He's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider, and he does not change. You know, I've, you know, it's like Paul said, I've learned to be a base, and I've learned to abound. And, you know, I've gone through periods of being poor, and I've gone through periods of being rich, and the one thing that has never changed is that he is always still provided. And 
Number two, that he's always there. There's nowhere you can go to escape his presence. And, you know, it's funny because um, I, I do a lot of reading about um, um, about the stars and about the planets and the universe. And I'm always fascinated um, by the extent of the universe. Um, hundreds of thousands of stars and planet and galaxies and possibly planets and our own um, solar system, the Milky Way. Um, more than we've scientists have ever even come close to being able to figure out, and yet um, recent um, studies su- suggest there's hundreds and thousands of other galaxies outside our own. That you know, w- with all our technology and all our amazing advances and everything that man declares that he can do, we still can barely get to the moon. Um, and yet, what are the chances we'll ever go to the other side of the Milky Way? Probably not. And But then, beyond the Milky Way, hundreds of thousands of other galaxies that God's created just to show his glory, just to show his um, majesty. And, you know, the, the person who created something is always bigger than what he created. And so if you try to wrap your mind around this God that we serve, who has created the heavens and the earth and everything in them, and the Bible says, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us, how will he not through him freely give us all things? You know, when Paul said that had that verse in Romans, he said, who is he who condemns? It is um, it is Jesus who justified. Um, something like that. That's my paraphrase. But then he said, for I am persuaded. And not that he didn't say I just believed. He didn't say I heard it. He said, I am persuaded. Sort of like a jury beyond the shadow of a doubt. I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. There's nothing in the present, there's nothing in the future that can separate us from his love for us. There's nothing you can do that will separate you from the love of God. You know, there's things that you can do that will mess up your relationship with God. But as far as taking away his love from you, it's not possible. And there's nothing that you can do to separate yourself from the love of God. Because you can't even possibly conceive and possibly grasp the love that the Father has for us. That he would send his own son to die on behalf of the world that we may have life and not only have life, have eternal life and have a relationship with him. Because in the end, you know, in all my learning, in my years and years of learning and studying and um, trying to figure everything out and of all the different religions I've studied and 
you know, all the things I've seen, you know, and and I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, there's things I've seen that I wish I would have never seen. There's things I've studied I wish I would have never studied. There's knowledge I pursued that I wish I would have never pursued. And if I could go back and erase it all from my memory, I would. But the thing is, everything I've ever learned from the time I was a kid until this very day, the only thing I ever learned that changed my life was him. And it wasn't just someone saying, there's Jesus who loved you. It was coming to know him and have a relationship with him. And know, not just because someone else said it, because I entered into a relationship with him that I knew him and I knew when he said that he loved me that it was true that when his, the Bible says that he loved me that it was true when the Bible said that he's a provider it's true you know the Bible says that I, that I know in whom I have believed and placed my trust in you know when Elijah stood up on the mountain in front of all the prophets of Baal and they're having this conversation he said you know what this day do whatever you want. Choose who you're going to serve. If you want to go serve other gods, then go serve other gods that aren't real. If you want to, but if you want to serve the Lord God, serve Him. But take a, take a stand. Choose this day who you're going to serve, and go with it all the way. But He said, "As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord." Because once you know Him, once you've tasted of the goodness of the Lord, there is never anything that can hold your captivation. Hold your attention. There is never anything that will satisfy you, no matter where you go in this world. I mean, and there's a lot of things out there that can capture your attention for five minutes, ten minutes, for weeks, days, months at a time. But it will always come back that there is only one thing that will give you that peace that surpasses all understanding. And this joy is inexpressible and full of glory. And that's having a relationship with Jesus Christ and having a relationship through the Holy Spirit and knowing in whom you have believed. And so, um, in the end, that's all that matters. Um, anyway, um, this is Prayer International Radio, our call in number tonight. 619-638-8458 If you need prayer for absolutely anything Give us a call um, We're coming up on the Second hour of our broadcast And so my best friend In the whole world outside of Jesus And my wife Because she's probably listening <laughs> Chris Herzog is um, about to join us And so um, We're going to take a really quick break And we will be right back
Praise God, we're back. This is Prayer International Radio. And my name is Chris Herzog, and I'm picking up the second half of the broadcast. Uh, typically, we go from about 10 to midnight Central Time, and we broadcast out of Texas here in the United States. Uh, tonight, we actually got a little late start. and started about 10.30. We're going to go probably till about 12, 12.15, something like that. And Sean was just sharing his heart and sharing the Word of God and Praying and worshiping as usual, and uh, praise God. Well, glory to the Lord. Let's do this. Let's uh, go into some prayer, and then we're going to get into the book of Colossians, uh, just starting off with chapter 1. We're going to read a few verses, see what the Lord does, permitting, uh, depending on the time. But uh, let's go ahead and go before the Lord right now, praise God. All right, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just give you all the praise and the glory and the honor. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you're pouring out your Holy Spirit tonight, Father, on hungry hearts all over the earth, Father. Father, you said you are pouring out your Spirit And you're covering the earth just like the waters were covering the sea, Lord. And we thank you, Father, that you're moving on hearts. The eyes of the Lord are running to and fro. You're seeking for hearts that are full of yours, Lord. And thank you that you're finding those hearts here in the United States and in Australia, Father, and in Jerusalem and Israel, Canada, and some of the other nations, Lord, that, that are here joining us tonight. Father, we're praying for your people and nations all over the earth, Father, that their hearts, would be fully yielded, fully opened, and fully committed to you, Father. Right now, Lord, we pray your will be done. Your kingdom come. Lord, bring your kingdom. Establish your kingdom here in the hearts of your people, in the lives of your people, Father. Establish your will be done, Lord, your plans and your purposes, Father. Not our plans, not our purposes, not the plans of the enemy. Father, you said there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it is death. So, Father, we pray for your plans and your ways, Father. We know that your ways are higher than our ways, and your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So, Father, we ask, Lord God, that you would move mightily. Touch those that are listening tonight, Father, those in the chat room, Father, those that are listening archives or live, those that are joining us on Facebook, MySpace, Twitter, however they're listening over their phones or the Internet, pour out your spirit upon them, Father. Let them be saturated and overwhelmed in your presence, Father. We just pray, Father God, that they'd be undone and that, Father, your glory would touch them, Lord. Your your presence and your peace would touch them, Father. Your love would abound in their hearts. Father, we just ask this in Jesus' mighty name, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you that you're pouring out. We thank you for your love, Lord. We thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Father. We just give you all the praise and all the glory, all the honor, 
Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Hey, we just want to thank you guys. And we're praying. It looks like we've got Joe out of the surf, uh, Angel Love, Bluefire Witches, and then Patriot Greg, Pilgrim 018, Rosemary for Jesus. Hey, we are just declaring and praying for you tonight, asking for God's will to be done in your lives, asking for God to touch your families, your neighborhoods, your churches, your ministries, whatever that you put your hands to. We pray that it would prosper. If you're seeking truth, Maybe you don't know the Lord. Maybe you're not in tune with Jesus or filled with the Holy Spirit yet. But if you're seeking truth, God promises, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find, knock, and that door will be opened. And so this is Prayer International Radio. We're praying for you. We want to be your prayer-based family. We want to reach out to you if you need some prayer or support, ministry, counseling, some direction. We want to be here for you. You can contact us on our website www.prayerinternational.org You can contact us uh, via email prayerinternational at gmail.com And as always, we are at uh, 619-638-8458 If you want to go to the phone um, We're available that way too So praise God You know, God is so good it really is, and he's pouring out his spirit. God is pouring out of the power of his Holy Spirit. We're so thankful that he's moving. You know, if you uh, have immediate needs, you can call us at 1-800-701-2785. And uh, we'll put that in the chat room, too. Uh, that number again is 1-800-701-2785. Check that out. But uh, while we're on the show, um, check out the 619 call-in number. And if you miss us, you can always email us or reach us through the website. So we just want to let you know we're available that way. Also, we have daily devotionals going out on blogger.com. Check them out. You can go into the blogger tab on the website. It'll pull them up. Well, praise God. God is so good. Hey, listen, we're going to break for a quick song. And we're going to get into some word probably for about 20 minutes or so. So uh, let's go ahead and just lay a foundation in the word of God here. And uh, let the Holy Spirit just get your heart in tune.
Uh, praise the Lord, we're back. This is Prayer International Radio. And my name is Chris Herzog, and I'm picking up the rest of the broadcast uh, for the rest of the night. And if you need to call in, we're at 619-638-8458. If you have immediate needs, go ahead and check out uh, 
We've got the one eight hundred number. So feel free to call that. And uh, if you need to email us, we're at prayerinternational at gmail.com. All that stuff is posted up in the chat room, so feel free to check out the chat room. And we're going to get into Colossians chapter 1 and just read a little bit and see what the Lord does. So chapter 1, verse 1. Of course, this book is written uh, by Paul. It's a letter he wrote from jail. He wrote from jail to the church at Colossae. And uh, anyways, most of what he talks about is talking about false teachers, um, talking about all things being fulfilled in the person of Christ. He talks about wisdom and spiritual understanding being found in Christ Jesus, who is the one who's redeemed us and holds authority over everything. He continues to explain the relationship of mortifying the deeds of the flesh, being alive in the spirit. And then he gives us practical injunctions uh, for Christian behavior. But what we're going to do, we're going to get into chapter 1 and just see what the Lord has to say tonight. Praise God. All right, so hopefully you can hear me. And Colossians chapter 1. All right, praise God. Bless you, Patriot Greg. We're always glad when you're in the chat room with us, sharing your heart and getting things stirred up. And uh, God is good, and he's just, and just is just, just is good. Praise God. You know, the Bible says no one is good but God. And the only way we're getting into heaven is by the blood of Jesus Christ. I want to make that really clear. Your good works are not going to get you there. Your extra praying and your special faith or whatever you think you have is not going to get you there. It's the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for your sins. It's the only merit that's going to be the mediator between God and man and get you into eternity. Just want to put that out there. All right, so... Um, Alright, here we go Praise God Chapter 1, it says Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ By the will of God And Timothy, our brother So basically it's defining Paul As being an apostle of Jesus Christ The way he became an apostle Is obviously he was chosen by Christ, by God And it says he was chosen by the will of God it also says Timothy, our brother. So, you know, these uh, apostles, they brought uh, Paul kind of into the picture. It says, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae. Are you a saint? Are you faithful in Christ? You know that God calls you a saint? A lot of times we hear the term, oh, we're just sinners saved by grace. But the Bible says that if you're in him, you're a saint. All right, so it says, Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3, we give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Now, Paul was a very thankful person. 
he knew how to give thanks to God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ when it came to the people of Colossae. He had an understanding. Now, Paul never actually spent any time with these people. He just heard of their faith. He heard through letters about what God was doing there. But just the fact that he knew God was pouring out on these people, he got so excited that he continually prayed for them. He continually lifted up the word of the Lord. So he's writing to them to encourage them and exhort them. And and I said that to say this. You know, when you hear about what God is doing in other places, your heart should be rejoicing. When you hear about what God is doing in the lives of other men and women and and youth and children and people in your nation or in your city or even in other countries or cities around the globe, you should rejoice. And God, your Savior, you should get happy about it because you realize that God's kingdom is going forth. So he says, we give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we're praying always for you. And that's another point. We need to always pray for each other. We need to pray for for people always, continually. And that's why we have Prayer International. Uh, That's why we have Prayer International uh, to pray for people. So praise God. So it says, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have to all the saints. And so, look, you've got to have faith. You should have such a faith and such a love towards people that it's spoken about. You should have such a faith in Christ and such a love towards others, such a love for God, that people are talking about it. And that's true. All right, praise God. Well, hey, I think we have a caller. Can we check it out real quick? See what's going on. Hey, this is Prayer International. Hello? All right, well, hey, we tried. I guess I didn't want to say anything. Um, if you guys want to be on the air or talk to us, uh, feel free to talk to us or get in the chat room and let us know uh, who you are, what's going on, so we can respond. Um, did not hear anything, so we'll we'll try again next time. Praise God. Well, anyways, hey, so here Paul was praying for these believers. And he says, hey, you know, praying for you always since I heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love that you had for all the saints. I pray for you continually for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven. Where have you heard before in the word of truth of the gospel? Verse 5. He says, this gospel has come to you as it has in all the world to bring forth fruit as it does in you since the day you heard of it in me. And he's saying this, look, he's thanking God for their faith in Christ. He's thanking God for the love for all the saints. He's thanking God for the hope that's laid out for them in heaven. Are you thanking God for the hope that's laid out for you in heaven? Uh, 
praise God. All right, just checking out the chat room here. It looks like we had a caller calling in again. Uh, we'll try to get back on here in a minute. But uh, so he's thanking God for the hope that's in them from heaven, and he's thanking God for the gospel truth. He's, he's telling them, look, you guys have been bringing forth fruit since the day that you heard it. Since the day you heard it, and you knew the grace of God in truth. That you've been first bringing forth fruit. Now, can you say that about the people you know in Christ? Are they currently bringing forth fruit? Verse 7, as you also learned of the Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, is for you a faithful minister who declared unto us your love in the Spirit. For this cause, since the day we heard of it, we do not cease to pray for you. And you desire that you may be filled with all knowledge. This is Paul's prayer. This is what Paul was praying for these people. And this is what we need to pray for God's people. This is what we need to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Okay, listen to this. He says, we pray for you that you would desire and that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will. Here Paul is saying, look, I want to pray that you guys have a desire for his will. I want to pray that you guys have a knowledge of His will, that you have an understanding, that you would know what God's will for your life is. He says, look, I want to pray that you be filled with all wisdom. See, there's a difference between knowledge. Knowledge is an intimate knowledge. It's knowing who God is. Wisdom is taking the, the scriptural solutions to your problems the scriptural promises that God provides in his word and applying it to your life and understanding is actually being able to see things from God's perspective and seeing things the way God sees them. And so here Paul is saying, look, I want you to have knowledge, intimate knowledge. I want you to have wisdom, all wisdom. I want you to be able to apply God's word to your situation. And I want you to have spiritual understanding. I want you to be able to see the way God sees things. Now, there's a reason he prays that. He says, this is why. Verse 10. The reason why is that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Are you walking worthy? You see, David said, Lord, let let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. That's the Old Testament. New Testament says, walk worthy, that you would be pleasing, bearing fruit in every good work, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Let's look at that real quick. Flip over to Psalm 1. If you don't want to flip there, I'm just going to read it real quick. Does this being fruitful in every good work? Do we have a scriptural promise about being fruitful in every good work? Let's see what the Word of God says about that. Give me just a second here. Just want to check our chat room out. If you're just now tuning in, we're Prayer International Radio. And you can check out the uh, chat room or call in at 619 619- Six three eight eight four five eight, and we are going to go into Psalm one real quick, and then jump back into Colossians. Psalm one says this: "Blessed is the man 
walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Praise God, I don't know if I lost you there for a minute or not, but uh all right, so he says Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. Verse three. Psalm one, verse three. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His way shall not wither, whatsoever he does shall prosper. So back to Colossians 1, look. He's saying, look, I want you to walk worthy, being pleasing, and bearing fruit in every good work. That's how you're going to bear fruit, is by meditating on the Word of God and doing what's according to that Word. Verse 11, Paul's prayer continued. He said, look, I want you to be strengthened with might. I want you to be strengthened with might in your inner man. I want you to be strengthened with might according to his glorious power. And do all patience and long suffering and joyfulness. Look, he wants these believers to be so filled with the Holy Spirit, so filled with the glory of God, so filled with strength that they can walk in patience. That no matter what happens, they're not moved. That they can walk in long suffering. These people know how to take whatever comes their way and still stand. The Bible says long suffering with joyfulness. And still be filled with joy. I mean, how rare is it that we see people going through all kinds of hardships and they're still able to smile, still able to have joy in the Lord no matter what they're going through. And that's that's the prayer that Paul's praying for these believers, saying, hey, no matter what these guys have to endure, let them be so filled with joy. Verse 12, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet, and be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. Are you giving thanks to the Father? Are you giving thanks to God for who he is in your life and, and who you are in him? Are you giving thanks to God for your inheritance? Being able to partake with all the other saints. Verse 13. God has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Are you delivered from the power of darkness? Have you been translated into the kingdom of light by his dear son? Have you been redeemed by the blood of Jesus? Have you been forgiven of all your sins? The Holy Spirit is throwing men and women, even tonight. Maybe you should ask yourself. This is Prayer International Radio. We're going to go into a time of worship, and then we're going to see who we got in the queue here.
All right, praise God, we're back, and we are live, and we actually have a caller uh, calling in. Uh, Sister, are you on the air? Uh, I'm not sure, am I? Actually, yeah, you are. Um, Yeah, you're live, and so, um, and who do we have with us tonight? Um, Angel Love. Okay. Uh, Yeah, this is actually quite interesting. Yeah, feel free to share your heart. We've got you queued in, and you're live. That's that's the whole part that's interesting. This is the second host that I've called into without queuing in. Most of the time, you have to queue in to talk to the host. So apparently, God wants me on for... Now, what was that? Okay. I just just saw that you were in the queue, so we went ahead and connected you in. um... I... Apparently, God wants me on air for a reason, but I'm not sure what that reason is. And I've learned a long time ago you don't... I learned a long time ago you don't say no to God. Right. Well, where are you calling from tonight? Uh, Michigan. From Michigan. Okay. And, uh, well, is there anything you want to share your heart about or anything that the Lord's been doing since you've been tuning in with us the last few days or what? You know, the, the Lord's put in your heart um, while you've been joining us. You guys are some tremendously awesome people. Strong faith. You guys have some great anointment, anoint, anointment from God. First well, time I you. listened to your show, the first time I listened to your show, I I was moved. Well, and it, it's powerful. Well, it's good. So, well, you know, uh, Sean and I, uh, my friend Sean, about three months ago, we, you know, we were just working in the IT field, actually probably more like four now, and we were feeling real unfulfilled in what we were doing, and the Lord was putting in our hearts to start doing more ministry efforts. And you know, my wife and I have been doing some ministry in church and, and that sort of thing, but we really just weren't feeling very fulfilled in the computer, you know, the IT industry, and it felt like the Lord could do something with it. And um, within the last three months, it kind of developed into this radio, you know, blog talk radio thing and and the website. And, you know, we're not sure what else the Lord wants us to do, but we're just, you know, taking it one step at a time as the Lord leads us. You know, we just felt like he could get on the air and declare the word and pray for people and that he would do the rest. And, you know, we both do IT work by day. Um, you know, my wife and I actually work in a local church here in Dallas, Texas. Um, but, you know, our evenings were kind of open, and we thought, well, how could we use, you know, the, the computer for the glory of God? And, you know, some people shared with us about Blog Talk Radio. And so I guess for about the last 75 days or so, we've been on Blog Talk Radio. And, uh, wow. You know, so it's been kind of interesting uh, what the Lord's done, but. We've had a lot of reports, people getting healed and some saved and husbands and wives and children coming back home and various, you know, financial breakthroughs and things. And, we're, you know, we're just asking God to, to meet meet everybody and meet us and, and the people that call in. So it's been interesting. Um, even the, the ministry that takes place when we're not ministering, you know, just in the chat room, you know, people going back and forth and being led of the Lord, it's, it's been very interesting. But, you know, you've got some time. Feel free to share your heart for a minute and just, you know, um, what's been happening, I mean, since you've been tuning in, what's God been speaking to you or 
doing in your life? Well, I, I haven't really had a whole lot going on lately. My life started falling apart about 75 days ago. So I, I okay. just slowly, yeah, I like just slowly started turning away from God. And that's quite odd because about two weeks before that 75-day mark, I done a show about running to God and the effects of running away from God. I done that with right. another host. Okay. So do you so actually have here. a talk show yourself then? Um, I do. But the last few months I the last couple of months I haven't done anything because okay. I've been having medical problems. Okay. So, so you had some medical problems? Yeah, I I something with the tendons in my knee. I'm 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 not sure what all it is, but yeah, that's why I haven't been doing any shows lately. I keep putting it off two weeks at a time. Right. I was supposed to do well, my shows like last we, month. Before we wrap our show up tonight, I'd love to pray for you and just ask the Lord, you know, to really just you know do a work there. Um, I know we're getting tremendous reports back that the Lord's healing people and touching people on the show and. You know, that's one thing that when we started this, we never realized, you know, just what kind of an impact it may have. And so we'll definitely lift you up in prayer uh, for your knee that you can continue to, you know, do the work of the Lord and and follow through with what God's speaking into your heart. So well, if you guys want some prayers, I can give you a whole list. <laughs> I got you. Well, yeah, that's that's fine. Um, you know, also we take, uh, you know, emails. If, if you want to email us with, you know, different prayer requests and things that you have going on, we can put you on a prayer list and have different people, you know, interceding for you and whatnot. So, uh, praise the Lord. Well, um, so what church are you uh, out of out there? Um, are you in well, your local church? Um, not in the last couple months because there for a while I could barely get out of bed. Right. I got you. So, yeah. So um, lately, church has been BTR and um, Paul Washer. Paul Washer, yeah, he's great. Yeah. Oh, he's awesome. Well, that's, well, that's great. Praise God. Well, so now, how did you find us? Did you searching around on BTR, I guess, and came across our show, or, or did somebody tell you about it, or? Actually, some somebody linked it to my Aussie that's in the room, and then she linked it to me. Okay. Okay, praise God. Well, yeah, I know we put some stuff out on Facebook at some point, and we connected with a handful, you know, that way. But, um, you know, yep. it's just great that we got technology, you know, to be able to reach people and share the Word of God and pray for them and, and just, you know, see God do work in their lives. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so you mentioned that Blog Talk Radio has kind of become your church, I guess, for the last few months. Well, kind of. I mean, they're, uh, yeah. you know, I I also stepped away from BTR for a while too. Okay. Yeah, because I I had some stuff happening with BTR. Right. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: Apparently, the Lord has drawn your heart back. You know, you've shown up on our program the last few nights, and um, you know what? Why the uh, shift? Why the change? Apparently, God kind of pulling you back into the, uh, some circles, pulling you back into some fellowship and connecting you back in with some people. 
what what's been going on the last you know few days that caused uh, the shift? Well, um, I'm, I'm you know I I really don't even know where to start. I, I've just had a lot going on, which is why I kind of turned my back on God. You know, not that I was mad at him or had any resentment or anything towards him. Right. But it was just, I, you know, I, I'm not sure how to explain it. But I know kids learn by example. And I have okay. a teenager and a preteen. And if I want to get my kids closer to God, I need to be closer to God. Right. And then... So, yeah. Well, I, you know. Both my kids have a calling. And they they both Amen. started it. They yeah. both started it, but when they got older into their teens and preteen years, they, you know, became more rebellious and more worldly. So I'm trying to get right. them back on track. Well, are you connected? Are you in fellowship locally where you're at? Do you have, you know, Christians in your, you know, your neighborhood, your area, people in your family or in your circle, you know, that are, you know, kind of keeping you accountable or keeping you plugged in? Or are you sort of out of fellowship at this point? I I, I will be quite honest and blunt with you. <laughs> um, even the churches here locally are right. quite worldly. I mean, it people might think it's odd, but if you want to meet Satan, walk into a church. Right. And people, you know, people will disagree with it because the church is where God is supposed to be. Right. But you, you have many Christians that say they're Christians. They don't live the life. They don't talk the talk. Right. You know, they're, you know, I, I love God on Sunday mornings and the night before they're out drinking. Right. Well, you know, unfortunately, there's, you know, in, in religion and in traditions, there's a lot of hypocrisy and a lot of things that take place. You know, I know in my own life when I experienced a lot of that as a young believer, you know, I equated people's hypocrisy with God, and it actually kind of forced me out of church and forced me to run away from my calling and run away from God and, and just completely run the other way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God in his mercy and in his love kind of opened my eyes up, and he was kind of like, hey, you know, what are you, why are you blaming me for what people are doing to you? You know, this, this is what people are doing, not what I'm doing to you. And he had to kind of put things in perspective for me and make me realize that because there are hypocrites and there are people out there, you know, we, you know, we don't necessarily run from God, but, you know, we have to, you know, seek out the ones that are, are truthful. And, you know, fortunately, you know, Sean and I, my, my, my buddy that's in the show with me, we have found a lot of really strong believers, you know, on on the BTR and through the show. You know, it's really caused us to connect with believers throughout the, the states and, and even, you know, in other countries. Uh, and I really agree with you. You know, there's a lot of hypocrisy in, in church and in organized uh, situations where people come together uh, for religious traditions and, and worship and that sort of thing. But, you know, while I have you on the phone, I know we're, we've only got about two more minutes. I think the show's going to wrap up, but I'd love to pray for you and uh, encourage you to keep tuning in and staying with us, and uh, we'll make a point 
to uh, touch base with you via email and, you know, just kind of reach out to you that way. But uh, let me go ahead and pray for you before we run out of time. And then I'd love for you to just stay in contact with us, you know, so we can continue to, to pray and to see God continue to fulfill what he's called you to do and what he's called your sons to do. So praise That's the Lord. Good. Uh, and uh, so you give our angel love. Is that is that how we can pray for you then? Just angel. Is that right? Yeah, it's, it's angel love. Okay, great. Well, Father, right now, Lord, we just give you praise and we give you glory. We give you honor, Lord, for Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you for the precious blood of Jesus, Lord, that was shed for all of us, Lord, and that's speaking for angel love and for her sons right now, Lord God. And, Father, I just want to declare over her tonight, Lord, that your word says you're not slack concerning your promises. And that, Father, all the promises of God are yes and amen in you, Lord, and that you're working on her behalf, Father. That, Father, you're in her to willing to do of your good pleasure, Father. And right now, Father, we're just believing, Father, for kingdom connections to come into our life, Father. Father, for this shift, Lord God, for, for a shift of, of healing, Father God, to take place in our life for wholeness, Lord God, to take place in her life and for you to cause her to, to redirect her focus on you in this season, Father. Lord, right now we lift Angel live up to you right now, Father, and we ask, Lord, for healing in her knee. Father, that you would just cause, Lord God, total mobility in that knee, Father, that you'd relieve all pain and that the power of your Holy Spirit would overshadow her and that, Father, she would get a good report, Father, not the negative reports from the doctor's the negative reports from man, but, Father, your report says by the stripes of Jesus Christ she is healed. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you're working a healing process in her life right now, Father. And that, Lord, we just declare, Lord, that you're going to finish what you started in her life, that, Father, she's going to finish strong. And right now we just declare in Jesus' name, Lord. And, Father, we just ask, Lord, for you to just touch her by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for her sons. We just pray, Lord God, that you'd just keep them focused and fixed on you and that you'd keep them, Lord, in the palm of your hand, Lord. Your will be done and your kingdom come in their lives. We just ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Well, praise the Lord. Well, um, we are actually wrapping up the show um, but I want to encourage you, if you would, continue to chat in and call in and just touch base with us. Um, if you want to send your info, we'll email you. I got you both okay. on Facebook. Okay, cool. All right, we'll touch base with us, and um, we'll definitely continue to pray for you and, and love to, you know, for you to touch base with us in the chat room. And, and any time the Lord puts it in your heart, feel free to call in. So... All right. Well, God bless you tonight, and uh, I'm going to jump back in there and wrap up the show, and we'll hopefully we'll catch up with you tomorrow. So okay. you have a good night, Angel. Uh, you too. Bless you tonight. You too. All right, thank you. All right, folks, we're with this Prayer International Radio, and we are wrapping it up for the night. And just giving God praise, and we're just so happy that God is touching people uh, on the show and around the earth, and we're just uh, thankful. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm.